Radio Uyi. I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning into I Radio Uyi. I'm keeping me company right here in today's installment of English for Written Communication. Now, in today's installment of English for Written Communication, we're going to take a look at the different communication models. Now, of course, this is uh, this this whole. Um, Well, this whole segment is so that you can better understand the nature of communication. Okay. Now, the thing is, all these models have their own limitations, which I'm going to share with you later. But it will serve as a uh, foundation for your understanding, and it will serve as a sort of a snapshots of a phenomenon. Yeah. And of course, when you talk about snapshots, it's not a complete. Picture, okay. Now the thing is, when we talk about communication, when we talk about talking, yeah, the communication process, it is something that we do almost continuously every waking moment. So it's very hard to simplify all of this into an illustration. Say, for example, so the models that we're going to discuss today, that I'm going to share with you today, can serve as a starting point, yeah, for you to discover and better understand the mystery. Of human communication. Now, in the broader sense, a model is a systematic representation of an object or an event in idealized and abstract form. Models are somewhat arbitrary by their nature. The act of abstracting eliminates certain details to focus on essential factors. The key to usefulness of a model is the degree to which it conforms, in point by point correspondence, to the underlying de- determinants of communicative behavior. And communication models are merely pictures; they are even distorting pictures because they stop or freeze an essentially dynamic interactive or transactive process into a. Static picture, okay. This is according to Mortensen. Now, if 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 I can simplify further, models are like metaphors. They allow us to see one thing in terms of another. Okay, I hope that is not too confusing to you. Now, what are some of the advantages of models? Can you think of any? Well. I'm going to share with you some of the advantages of models, but I'm going to take a small break first. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to our radio OUM. Just to hear your voice, just to hear your voice. So many times I said I'm gonna. 
iRadio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning into iRadio OUM in today's installment of English for Written Communication. Now today we're taking a look at communication models. Now before the break, I shared with you about what is a model. Now we're going to take a look at advantages of a model. Now the first advantage of models, especially communication models, is that they should allow us to ask questions. Now, remember I shared with you a definition by Mortensen earlier. Now, he further elaborates that a good model is useful in providing both general perspective and particular vantage points from which to ask questions and to interpret the raw stuff of observation. The more complex the subject matter, the more amorphous and elusive the natural boundaries, the greater are the potential rewards of model building. So this is one of the advantage of models. Now another advantage of model is that they should clarify sorry, complexity. Models also clarify the structure of complex events. They do this yeah, by reducing complexity to simpler more familiar terms. So, the aim of a model is not to ignore complexity or to explain it away, but rather to give it order and coherence. And last but certainly not least, the advantage of model in terms of our discussion today, communication models, is that they should lead us to new discoveries and of course, this is the most important according to Mortensen again. At another level, models have heuristic values. That is, they provide new ways to conceive hypothetical ideas and relationships. Now, this may well be their most important function. With the aid of a good model, suddenly we are jarred from conventional modes of thought. Ideally, any model, even when studied casually, should offer new insights and culminate in what can only be described as an aha experience or aha moment, as Oprah would put it. Now, the thing is, although there are many advantages, three that I've listed so far, there are also disadvantages of models, limitations of models, okay? And one of it is can lead to oversimplification. Now, the thing is, of course, like I said earlier, the, the human communication process is very much complicated. It's very much, it's very hard to conceptualize, okay? And the thing is, there's no denying that much of the work in designing communication model illustrate the often repeated charge that anything in human affairs can be modeled by definition and uh, and is by definition too superficial to be given serious consideration okay so of course this dynamic uh, interaction process is simplified to a point that you know sometimes it doesn't explain the finer points in the communication process now another uh, another limitation of a model is that it can lead to a confusion of the model between the behavior it portrays now critics also charge that models are readily confused with reality according to Mortensen the problem is it typically begins with an initial exploration of some unknown territory then the model begins to function as a substitute for the event in short the map, yeah, the model is taken literally. And what's worse, what's worse, yeah, another form of ambiguity is substituted for the uncertainty the map was designed to minimize. 
Now, what has happened is a sophisticated version of the general semanticist admonition that the map is not the territory. Okay, of course, when we talk about a map, you know, Spain is not pink because it is painted pink in the map. And of course, uh, certain parts, for instance, yeah, uh, in the United States map, okay, uh, Minnesota is not up because it is located near the top of the United States map. Similar to us, okay, uh, Kelantan and Terengganu is is situated near the top of our map, near near uh, Thailand and all that. But they are not at the top of our country. You get what I mean? So it's not the 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 map. Is not the territory that we need to remember, and of course, another limitation of models is that it it, it provides premature closure. Okay, because a model limits our awareness of unexplored possibilities of conceptualization. This is according to Kaplan. Now, of course, one can reduce the hazards, yeah, the the limitations only by recognizing that physical reality can be represented in many different ways okay so we need to be aware of that so those are the advantages and disadvantages of models now knowing that are you ready to learn the communication models as per uh, highlighted in the OUMH1203 English for written communication module well if you are you need to stay tuned to iRadio OUM because it's time for a break Radio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still keeping me company right here on iRadio OU. I'm your tuning into Midi Jihanim, and today I'm sharing with you about communication model in the English for written communication segment. Okay, now of course, um, like I promised earlier, now we're going to take a look at the model proper that we're going to share with you today. Now, one of the model that I'm sharing with you today is the Claude Shannon's model of communication. It's basically uh, show this this model basically shows how information is transmitted from one source through a channel through a channel to a receiver now in this model the encoding and decoding of information is of primary importance now if i can simplify this encode is basically to compose a message okay whereby the uh, the the sender composing a message now Decodes means interpreting the message whereby the receiver will interpret the message. Now, the process of encoding information for transmission and of decoding received information is affected by noise. Now, what is this creature noise all of a sudden? Yeah? Noise is basically interference on the channel or media through which the information is transmitted. Now, noise can be external or inherent, internal yeah, in the system and can mean many things from bad printing yeah, uh, or maybe uh, in, in terms of maybe sometimes in your telephone calls and everything, you know, you have static interference, technical difficulties and all that. Or maybe if you're listening to iRadio OUM, the Noise might be your internet connection. That might be a problem as well. Now, Shannon's model here, yeah, uh, like I said earlier, models have their own limitation, yeah. And of course, Shannon's model's limitation is that it may be too mechanical, 
Now the thing is, why is it considered to be mechanical? Because now this model, uh, it it ignores the person composing the messages. Now the message itself is not always why we communicate. Okay, sometimes a piece of communication is not. About relaying an information, a piece of information, but it's about building and maintaining social relations. Now, an example given in the OUMH one two zero three English for Written Communication module is that, uh, let's say your clients, uh, big boss or general manager, have just met with an accident, and perhaps uh, this person passed away. Now. The company, yeah, the, your organization, send a letter of condolence to your client. Now, th- in this sense, yeah, the content of the letter, that condolence letter, is of secondary importance. Now, what's important here is gesture. Now, believe you me, gesture is an important, a huge part in communication. Now, the gesture here, the sending of the letter, basically says to the uh, company, yeah, to the to your client, is that we know of your loss and we sympathize with you. Now, this gesture aims to maintain the good relationship you already have with your client, even if there is a change in management. So, in this kind of cases, Shannon's model has limited impact. Okay, so that you have to explore another model to fit into a different uh, view of communication that, that that actually considers motive of communication as well. Okay, and speaking of another model, that's the Roman Jacobson model. Now, before I share more with you about the Roman Jacobson model, let me take a small break first. So keep me company right here on iRadio OUM, roaming across your mind. I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to iRadio OUM into this installment of English for Written Communication. Now, as promised, before the break, I shared with you the Claude Shannon's model of communication. Now, I'm going to share with you the Roman Jacobson model. Now, Roman Jacobson model is particularly suited to explain written communication. Now, why is this so? Now, this is because the Roman Jacobson's communication model or model of communication takes into consideration code. 
Now, code here is not some password or passcode or not some some secret language or and all that, but it is regarding the language that you write in. Besides another major elements like uh, other major elements like writer, reader. Context, yeah. Remember, the the this is something missing in the Claude Shannon model, uh, message and the contact. Now the thing is, this although these are all considered, this particular model, the Roman Jacobson model, still does not take into consideration factors for communication such as motives. Now in this model, the contact is your medium of communication. The contact can be something as simple as uh, perhaps a poster on the wall or something much more complex like the internet that involves servers, satellites, cables, you know, monitors and keyboards and all that. Okay, now the code, like I mentioned earlier, is the language you write in. Okay, of course, all the alphabets and the <coughs> punctuation marks and all that and the discourse conventions we normally use in written communication now if the writer and the reader use the same code then the communication is simpler communication for example is much easier if you write in arabic and use legal discourse conven conventions when you write to someone who is an arab and a lawyer by profession now the thing about these models yeah that I need to remind you that they are not exactly, uh, they are just snapshots, they're not the whole picture. And Jacobson also borrowed from Shannon's model, which in relation to transmissions via channel. But his model still fails to take into account the learning that goes into communicating and the recursiveness in writing and reading. And Jacobson's model and has been simplified so much so that it becomes a more limited model so you see again the model does not in, um, does not fully represent the intricate uh, communication process okay now next we're going to take a look at Ulrich Mises model now what is this model all about if you want to know more stay tuned to iRadio OUM we're roaming across your mind iRadio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning into iRadio OUM where you can be inspired, be informed and be entertained. In today's installment of English for Written Communication, I'm sharing with you about models of communication and we're on to the next model which is based on Ulrich Nieses' work. Now Nieses' work was based in the psychology of cognition and perception and this work is basically applied to the writing process. Now, this particular model presents perception as exploratory and recursive. Now, of course, we explore our world or a specific phenomenon, yeah, the, uh, guided by our desires, our needs, ideas and images of the world. And this exploration gives us a new perception or new information of the world in which uh, which in turn yeah, affects our needs, our desires and our worldviews. This again 
change our perception of the world. So we begin our exploration again. So this is why it is recursive. This cycle continues as long as we are still learning, as long as we are still exploring. Now, this model is especially relevant in written communication. Now, why is this so? Because we write guided by our ideas, our beliefs, our motivations. And the thing is, as we write, we explore and then we discover and we learn. And the information we produce triggers us to start thinking of new ideas. These new ideas influence our beliefs and so the exploration cycle begins again. So, the thing is, Perhaps it doesn't truly um, represent communication in this sense. But if you combine this model with those by Shannon and Jacobson, you'll come up with a rather good picture of the writing process, which we can now see as motivated. Yeah, There's a motivation as to why you write. Exploratory. Okay, I mean, you explore different things and recursive. Okay, there's a cycle that goes around. Okay, so that's Ulrich Nisse's work. Now, the next model that I'm going to share with you is the Michael, it's, it's uh, the model based on Michael Polanyi's work. If you want to know more, stay tuned to iRadio OUM. <laughs> I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to iRadio OUM in today's installment of English for Written Communication where we're exploring models of communication to help us better understand the communication process, to help us better be better writers okay now next we're going to take a look at michael polan polanyi's work whereby a model is based on his work yeah now this particular model is simple okay uh, a person yeah discovers meaning in an experience or context for instance you know uh, this person watched a beautiful sunrise Subsequently, the person writes a text to express his appreciation and to convey the meaning he had gained from the experience. Perhaps he've written, he's written a poem, a novel, uh, an essay, or a journal entry, or even a letter. Now, someone else reads the text in another context. For instance, by the beach in their office. Okay, and then this person in a different context 
derives meaning from it. Of course, in some instances, the reader may be the writer himself. Now, an important implication of this model is that the reader may not have shared in the original experience, but the reader may still be able to derive meaning from the text. Now, the meaning that the, the reader discovers, however, may not be what is intended by the writer. In other words, a text cannot convey the whole experience, only meanings. Now, you should also note uh, that some texts do not convey a single unequivocal meaning uh, to all readers. These are texts that we call literature. And both Polanyi's and Nisa's work, which I've mentioned earlier, yeah, highlight the importance of interpretation in the written communication. Okay, so these are the the the, the ideas that uh, are used in Michael Polanyi's in the in the communication model based on Michael Polanyi's work. Okay, and of course. These four models are not the only communication models out there. There are many different other communication models out there, but this describes the uh, communication process in our discussion in English for written communication. Let me take a small break first. I'll come back with a recap before we end today's installment of English for written communication. I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to iRadio OUM in today's installment of English for Written Communication, where I'm sharing with you communication models, models of communication. Now, as a recap, before I say adieu, okay, let's take a look at the four models that I've shared with you today and the key ideas from these four models. First and foremost, I shared with you the Claude Shannon model. Now, the key idea in the Claude Shannon Claude Shannon model is the encoding and decoding of information is of primary importance. And then after the Claude Shannon model, we move on to the Roman Jacobson model. Now, the key idea in the Roman Jacobson model is the contact is your medium of communication. Now, the next model that I shared with you is based on Ulrich Nies's work. The key idea here is perception is both exploratory and recursive. We explore our world or a specific phenomenon guided by our desires, our needs and images of the world. And last but not least, uh, I shared with you the mo communication model based on Michael Polanyi's work where the key ideas is the meaning that the reader discovers in the text that you've written as the writer, as the sender, may not be as may not be that is intended by the writer. Remember the example I've given you? The writer writes the letter, perhaps uh, watching a sunrise, and then the reader reads the letter, perhaps in an office. So of course, the whole experience, the whole perception, and all that is not um, conveyed into the text, into the letter that this person, another person is reading in different um, situation altogether, okay? So with that, I hope you've ha you have a better 
appreciation, a better grasp on the communication models, which will help you in turn be a better communicator, be much, much better at written communication. And with that, I have to say goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to iRadio OUM and many more interesting segments are up ahead. Stay tuned to iRadio OUM. This is me, Hanim, signing off. Assalamualaikum. Bye-bye.